Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Possibly bring in. You could hold off another week. Not exactly sure. With a bunch of these guys, and there's a heap of buyers. Um, as always, you know, guys that you know, are guns, and if you could build up to them, you should be getting them into your side. So welcome back to General Fantasy Analysis. Hit like, hit subscribe. I appreciate all you being here. Isaiah Papali, we're going to really deep dive into all these guys. So 62 average for him currently, scoring as good as he was last year. So not something I, I expected you know, completely. I thought maybe that 55 sort of average there uh, would, would make sense for Isaiah. But he's come out and absolutely dominated so far. And you see here in the, the first five games of the year, he has one game with a 65-minute effort, and then everything else from that has been 80. You look at his tackle breaks, and they've been really, really high, apart from this, this last round here. You know, the two, a five, a four, and a nine, and a zero last week with 39 tackles for one miss and 189 meters. So what we're seeing here is that he's scoring all across the park. It's, it's in some attacking stats. It's in the tackles. You know, some weeks it's higher than others, around the 40 mark. Sometimes it's down in the mid-20s. And then his meters gained are anywhere between 136 and 193. So you know what you're going to get out of Isaiah. He has the dual position. He won't be playing origin. He does miss round 13, but he's someone that you can just plug in at 832. Could potentially be a captaincy option this week if you wanted him to. Owned by a decent, you know, decently high percentage of teams. Not a high percentage in the top 5,000, but 14 of the top 100 have him, and that makes complete sense with how well he's gone. He's made a bit of cash. He's someone that you could plan to get into your side over the next bunch of weeks. If you can get him this week, awesome. If you don't want to, that's also awesome. All right, we go with Cleary. So obviously he has a high break even this week, 988K. Has the potential to score that you know, at any week possible. He had game last year of 144, followed by a 115, you know, 88, a 72, 89, 107 around that. So very much standard for him to be scoring really, really big. And you have a look here, and he has a, obviously a bunch of tries, a bunch of goals, try assists in majority of weeks last year. And this year, he has a no tries, no try assists, a bunch of his more missed tackles than he usually would have. You look at it, a lot of games last year, there's one, two, three. He had a, a bit of a, a selection in, in 2020 where his defense wasn't as strong. But if you look at last year, his, his defense has been a lot, was a lot better. Kick meters hasn't changed too much. Running meters have been a bit lower than normal. And the, and the lack of attacking stats and, and offloads and things like that. So for, you know, even the tackle bus as well. So for Nath here, I think you'll be able to see a progression each week for him. And it's like, well, do you bring him in now or do you keep waiting? And then it gets to like round eight or nine. You're like, oh, do I even bring him in now at all? 
he's you know scoring well now, but he plays Origin soon. So so many question marks there. And it's like, well, I think you just make the call. He's a bit of a pot at the moment. So if he comes in and gets 85, 90, he could really turn your season around. You, know, you have Abbott's captain this week with no pain Haas. You know, Hines comes out against 55 against the Storm and you know, other potential you know, captaincy options. If you're looking at a wing fullback, for example, they could come out and get a 30. Uh, and Cleary, sort of that 58, he was you know, projected for a lot more during the game as well. He kind of slowed down the back end. That's a very standard game for him. He didn't really do much at all and still got a 58. They're going to continue to be dominant. He's going to continue to improve. And he had a couple of good takes last week. He ran to the line well, that, um, yeah, that show, and then that quick step and, and through the line he usually can get. Um, so that didn't happen. You know, it's only, that happened once or twice last week, and that's going to continue to grow. So clearly a great option this week and a great captaincy uh, yeah, candidate if you, if you bring him in as well. We have to captain him if you bring him in, in my opinion. Joshy Curran, 763 for him. Someone with the dual position as well has the potential to be a smoky for origin. So think about that. They obviously, you know, he's not someone if, if they does if they doesn't sorry if he doesn't play Origin, he's something that's gonna be really really important over that you know this next period. He's owned by ten percent of teams, so still fairly lowly uh, owned in the percentage wise. He's playing big minutes, especially the last two weeks. So eighty and eighty four got the seventy points with a try last week. So he played 84, minutes in the middle, fifty four tackles. So that was incredible. You know the meters gain is always a hundred, you know approximately a hundred, but can have a couple of games higher than that. Tackles always fairly high and has the old it has the tackle bus and offloads to, to boot. So he's someone that I think is just under obviously Isaiah Papali, but you get him at a 70k discount with the dual position as well. So either way, if you have that 70k less, you can get Josh. If you have that little bit extra, you can get Isaiah. We'll move to Ruben Cotter. Very, very interesting option this week at 594. So he's priced in the low 40s, about that 42 mark, and we've seen that. You know, if you hit a 50 average this year, you're going to be priced at around the 700k mark. So for him, he's a super pod at the moment, owned by 2% in the top 5,000 and 4% overall. Has a lower break even, so you'll get some a little bit of money making for him. But he has that potential to in that 50 to 60 minutes to average 50, which is really, really cool. He has some tackle breaks in him. It's not like he's missed you know, zero tackles every week, two to three on, on both those weeks. Tackles are good, meters are high. You'd expect him to be playing 50 to 55 minutes on a weekly basis and, and hitting somewhere close to a PBM of one. You look at games last year, he had a 69 in 60 minutes, a 44 in 53, and then he had some other good games at hooker, obviously in 2020, but we didn't get to see a, a, enough from him in some bigger minute you know, roles. He had one game there, 38 in 54, which wasn't ideal, but you can see you're going to get anywhere between a 40 and a 55, 60 from him, and hopefully rounding out to be about a 50 average. And he has that hooker jewel with the mid, and for anyone that needs a mid at that price this week, I wouldn't be personally straight swapping a die arrow to him. Yeah, you get a 40k discount, but he's probably going to score five to seven points better. We'll speak about die shortly, but yeah, that's the theory with Cotter. If you need a mid at that price, then he's going to do really well. If you, yeah, if you're looking to try sideways swap him from another mid, I don't, I wouldn't do that personally. But he will definitely bolster up your squad and get another consistent scorer. Like Isaiah Papali, but just at about 10 or 15 points less than what Isaiah will. Everyone's been talking about Joey Manu, and completely fair. I owned him for the majority of last year, picked him up at around you know, 5 or 6 last year after he'd, he'd started fairly well, but really consistent in base stats. This year's been a little bit different. So 34 and 32 with really low base stats, with a couple of missed tackles and stuff in the first two games. And then since then, he scored five tries in three games. So can he continue to do that? He really can. He's a very, very impressive player. You look at last year, it was just a little bit different. You had 40, you know, this is the first four games there, 45, 37, 55, 41. 
and 37, followed by one random 13, which is completely fair. But he didn't score too many tries in that first section of the year and, and was still scoring really well. But at the moment, he's really relying on the assists, which he has in all three games, uh, all live breaks, and then and then tries as well. So just be aware that he that might drop a little bit and his base stats have to improve a little bit uh, and, re- and reduction in those missed tackles as well. So thankfully, he's been you know, scoring tries and setting up a few t- uh, to, to nullify those missed tackles. So that... For me, I have to see that as, as an improvement before he can go on a bit of a tear. You saw when he, when he played games at fullback, when he played random games on the wing, for example, he was able to score tries, run for big meters, and get lots of tackle breaks and a few offloads, right? So you saw this through the back end of the year, and that was awesome to own in your side. That will happen over the origin period. and he's, I don't see him getting too much more expensive than a 600k mark. He has a low break even this week, but if he happens to come out and get a 35 all that price potential you know, rising stops. No one owns him in the top 5,000, so you can breathe, you can relax. You know, he's scoring well, no one else is really. It's the guys in, you know, chasing in the, outside the top 5,000 that own him at this point. So I think he's gonna be a decent option, obviously the center wing fullback jewel, but I think you can wait a little bit with Joey. Up to you, if you wanna get him now, that's okay also. He'll, um, he'll do a job for you. DCE is clearly a great option, averaging 65. There's hardly anyone averaging over 60 in the league at the moment. He's owned by 34%, so 34 out of the top 100, and 25% of the top 5,000. So if you don't own him at this point, you know he's definitely less of a pod than he was at the start of the season. So you know, five scores in a row, over 60, super consistent, does the job for you, the tackles, the run meters, the kick meters, offloads, the tackle breaks, uh, and the odd try assists, which he's only had two and, and one try. So you know that could, as, as Manly start to improve as a team as well, he could continue to, to get some bigger random scores. He has a random game last year of 122, 119 in there, a few 80s and a 90. So he can get anywhere up around that 70 to 80 mark very easily and, and you know, do really well for your side. So think about DCE as a potential option in the halves if you weren't going to go for Cleary at that 130K, 120, 130K price, um, you know, slightly lower, then he could be a great option. All right, so that's our as well at 220k so for me just the main worry for him is that he's in the centers can he do as well as he did uh in that that 32 point effort uh against the raiders in round in round four look potentially he could he obviously had a little bit of an injury going into last week so they didn't play him you know is that going to hamper him this week he's owned by 22 percent the top 5,000, 22 of the top 100 and owned by 31.69 overall so wouldn't be a pod if you're bringing him in you could really use him as a cash down option and upgrade elsewhere if you wanted to. So I know a lot of people will be doing Gula down to him and then up to Cleary or up to Isaiah Papali'i, that kind of player. And I think that's a solid option. Just, I'm not exactly sure what's gonna happen next week when Morgan Harper comes back, because he does have COVID. So yeah, what's gonna happen with that? Will he lose his spot? Will he go to the wing? There's a lot of things to think about. Garrick's gonna be the fullback. Will he have enough time in the squad to do well? That's the question. The second question is, What's going to happen over Origin when Tommy's out through that period as well? Is Gula going to play? Probably. So you could probably use him as a bit of a cash-out option now who could potentially make some money over the next few weeks and maybe a little bit more money over the Origin period, and then you can sell him after that. That's probably the general thoughts and probably gets a few people over the line. Talakai. He's probably into the hold or like avoid slightly in, in this section now. At 485, we're not sure when Connor Tracy's going to come back. He did have another 45, so a really good score, but the you know it's great to see that he can continue to be consistent. That was the biggest thing with him. He hasn't shown consistency in the centers ever in his career, apart from when he scores the odd try. So 
very, very good fit to, to see from, from anyone who picked him up. No one in the top 100 has him, 5% in the top 5,000. If you picked him up last week, that was cool. He will get centre duel after, after this round, by the way. So he's played three. This will be his third game there now, I believe. One, two, yep. And then he'll be able to get dual position. So if you own him, awesome. If you didn't, at 485, it's probably a hold for someone who's playing centres. All right, Will Penasini, a lot of people talking about him as a potential trade-out. So he moves into the onto the wing. So there's a couple of changes in in the eel side, and the biggest one was obviously Wanga Blake is out. Will Penasini is going to move to the left. That's really cool for, for him, and I think, anyway, for, and for his ability to score well. His meters gain is, hasn't been high enough this year. And when, he, when he's going to play on the wing, he's going to get those carries out of his own half. He's going to get some potential to score on that left side. You saw how Wanga Blake played um, in terms of getting plenty of meters and, and the odd try as well on that left side. And, you know, Sean Russell in that first game, for example. So I think Penasini is going to benefit from that rather than, than lose out. He's going to lose on the, the tackle side. But I think of the running meters, the tackle breaks, the offloads, and the potential for tries, he's going to have that ability to get out of that 28 to 36 mode uh, in that base stats and probably a little bit more boom or, boom or bust, like a 25 or a 60, I think could be, you know, Panasini's one there. And if he does pick up a 60, you're going to be upset that you traded him out. He has a break even of 20. He should be able to hit that pretty comfortably. And if he doesn't, it'll be around, you know, hopefully around that 20 mark. You shouldn't see a nine from him going forward. And guess who they're playing this week? The Tigers. They have the Tigers, the Knights, and the Cowboys the next three weeks. So I think after that, you could potentially try to move him on. He's still owned by a decent percentage of people. So if you own him, you're not missing out. You probably don't have to play him either. So that's that with Panasini. Benny Hunt, simple, you hold him. He's averaging 50. He's had two low ones in a row, obviously. So from here, they have the Knights and the Tigers, two of the next three weeks. Obviously, the Roosters and Melbourne in around that. But Titans, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cowboys following that. So I think for him, he just had a little bit of a tough one. The, the tackles haven't been there the last few weeks. He's still missing a bunch. And you know, his run meters are down a tad yeah, from well, not really actually. They're so pretty similar. He's at that one big 150 kick meters uh, are in that 300s. But he's had the old game in the 500s. He's had zero attacking stats last week, so not his best game. He's had games obviously where he's had an 85 or 60. If you look at last year, the 69, 70, 70. Um, so, so yeah, 79, 70, 80. There's a 95. There's a bunch of really good games there. So I think Ben Hunt's fine. There's no point trading him on. He is a pod. If he goes well, you're going to go well. So think of that. David Mwale. Spoken about him a little bit. I'm not even sure if he's a buy anymore. I'll probably go for Kula over, over Moale. He's owned by 14%, the top 100, which is interesting. He's just not scoring well enough in the, in the time that he gets on the park. So 13 and 28 minutes wasn't enough, unfortunately. 10 tackles, 71 meters, two penalties. Just not good enough. The minutes is there, which is awesome. If he can get that again, I'm expecting probably a, over a 20 to 25 score. But he's not going to move the needle yet unless he gets a 30 uh, in, his price, uh, in his scoring system. So... Yeah, Kula's a little bit more, a little bit less of a break even. Is that right? So Talakai's 18, uh, sorry, zero. And Kula's 11, and Wiley's 18. So he has more chance to make money this week, for example. So I'd say Kula is probably a little bit more of an option rather than Wiley this week. All right, Davey, I think he's probably a hold now. We'll see Schuster back in the next two to three weeks, four weeks. Uh, so he'll take Davey's spot or Davey go back to the bench or something like that. You saw... He scored well the last two games. He, he played really well, got that try last week, which is great. Don't expect a try every week. So if he can get if he gets down to around that 30, 35 mark again, he's still got about a 50 to 100K to make. But if you own him, hold him. If you don't, leave him. That's my theory on Davey. Harry Grant, 
Always a great option. Sorry, I popped him in a little bit later here, but you know, at a break even of 42, he should be making some money over the next few weeks. He'll probably round out about that 800K mark, and around that 60 average would be the goal for him. So uh, three games this year, 61, 47, and 68. He's looked absolutely electric in two of those three games. And that second one where he didn't score as well, he's still got two tries So, you know, it wasn't his perfect game in terms of tackles and, you know, the run meters, for example, but the rest of these games, great. He's an awesome player. Didn't even play 80 minutes last week, and he's still dominating with a try and a try assist, just in everything, seven tackle breaks. If you have that opportunity for, you know, to have a player like that that can do it all across the park, then he's great, and he's definitely not a pod, this one. 45% owned in the top 5,000, 42 of the top 100. So he's a great option always. If you don't have a Starling, for example, which you know could definitely be an option, Tommy Starling, we should pop him in here as well. Then Grant Simeon, but if you want to go a bit cheaper, then Tommy Starling would be it. So he now gets 80 minutes, and 54 in that time. He didn't look incredible, except for that one round, that one run, but his tackles are always going to be high. So if you can get anywhere around that 40 tackles and then get some attacking stats with some running, you know, getting up near 70, 80, 90, 100 metres with some tackle breaks, the try, the offload, then he can average around a 50 mark. And his price is still pretty low, you know, just under that uh, just under that 40 uh, scoring uh, is where his break-even's at. Uh, sorry, he's not break-even. He's, he's priced at around 39 there. And if he continues to get 50 from here on, he's got about 150K to make and will be good scoring for you. He's owned by a high percentage of people. So if you don't have him, probably smart to get around him. Stephen Crichton, I think, is a hold. You got 43 as an average for him, a 57-36 and a 54 scoring, you know, kicking goals. Scored two tries in that time. Got a 51 with a try and a try saver. Obviously, the eight tackles is pretty low with three misses. 206 meters gained. So that was awesome for him. Obviously, a low meters last game, 94, was not good enough for him as, you know, what we'd expect. He had his highest missed tackles for the year. He will be better. Even if it is around a 30, you're not going to lose out massively from him. His break even is a little bit over uh, 38. It's actually at 43. And, yeah, he hasn't scored bad apart from that one game. So, yes, he hasn't got the goal kicking, but they come up against, you know, the Broncos this week, Canberra, and the Gold Coast Titans. I think you should be holding him all the way through till Origin. I'd say you're probably going to have a tough couple against Para, the Storm, and the you know, the Roosters there, but I think he's definitely hold. There's no real better options to go to. He's owned by pretty much everyone, so you're not missing out if he goes down a little bit. Uh, I think you can just hold steady with Steven there. And we move to Payne House. He's out for one week, just hold steady. He's averaging 71, guys, 71. There's no point trading him out, wasting a trade, coming back in. You saw my video just before on the Origin guys and, and how many trades people are going to use over the next sort of you know 10 to 15 weeks. So Payne Haas, captaincy option, gun. Hasn't even scored a try yet, averaging 71. He is the best in the game currently, and he deserves to stay in your team. I don't understand why anyone would look to move him on. Two to go. Jeremiah Nanai and 492k. So, I think he's definitely a hold this week. He's got a 57, which was pretty much all in base, which was incredible that first game. I had to get him in my side. Comes out with the 17, wasn't great. 62 with, you know, showing his spectacular, you know, athletic feats. And then a 42 with six missed tackles, right? And a 27 with six missed tackles. So, if you can still get close to that 40 mark in the hit, in the tackles, get the odd tackle break and offloads, you can get somewhere in that 40 mark. And he was able to do that against the Roosters, which was really good. They come up against the Raiders this week, and he's going to have a bit of a fun time against the the forwards uh, in in the Raiders, who are obviously pretty tough. But he has them, you know, obviously has the Titans, and then, you know, you've got a, the odd, you know, the definite tough game against the Parramatta Eels, up against whether it's going to be Madison or Sean Lane, and then you've got Knights, Tigers. So you can probably hold him up until either Origin or around that Melbourne game, I think, is when he'll really struggle a little bit. But I just feel like he's a hold at the moment. If you want to trade him up, you can. 
uh, but owned by a high percentage and not a big stress right now if you own him. All right, Jai Arrow, last one, um, 630K, dual position, averaging 48.4. So he just had a couple of quieter games last week. Tackles were a little bit lower than normal. He had the three misses last game. No attacking, you know, one, one tackle break and only 75 metres. So if you need to get his metres up, you know, back up again, he's been averaging that 55 minutes for the last three weeks and got a 50, a 41, a 42. So if you average it out around that 44, 45, you're, you know, getting just under what you're, you're paying for at 6.30. So he's not an urgent sell. If you want to, you can go up. I'm probably going to go him to Cleary, for example, because I want that clear captaincy option. <laughs> clear. Uh, but yeah, Jairo is still not a definite trade out. Um, this week, anyway, Murata Niakore is an, a one to, that people will ask about as well, who I didn't speak about. But he um, is owned by a tiny, you know, pretty much no one. 431k. He's done really well in centre in, in times in 2021. He will probably come out and score pretty well this week. They're up against the um, the Tigers. He'll probably get us 50 to 70, you watch, and everyone will want to get him in. He's just an awkward price. We don't know how long he's going to be in the side. So he's definitely a wait and see. You might be able to get three weeks out of him and do all right, but unfortunately, that can be an issue. Anything to think about on the Tigers' side, which I didn't speak about, their, um, their team list, but Jockey Madden has a break-even of nine this week, and he's going to be on the bench. So he scored really well the first three games. I think you can hold him this week and then potentially look to move him on from there. Only a small percentage of people brought him in, uh, and well done if you did so, but obviously you got some decisions to make now. Thankfully, he made plenty of cash, about 150k there, and you're off the bench, wait on him a week, see what happens, and then I think you can upgrade him or downgrade him from there. But anyway, guys, that's the buy, hold, sell. Not a lot on the sells list, a bunch on the maybes, maybe sell list, and you know, potentially hold, and then a bunch of buys as well. So I hope you really enjoyed that. As I said, like, subscribe, appreciate all your support so far, guys, and good luck with round six. Still got a bunch of videos to go. See you guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.